This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, this is uh, Jay Harwich with a very special edition of Amazing Mets Alumni Podcast. Since I started this a couple of years ago, I wanted to interview a true baseball Mets fan. Gary Green is the first fan we've interviewed, and Gary owned uh, three baseball teams. He owned Baseball America. Um, he was a big Mets fan. Grew up in Long Island. How, how did you start with the Mets and not the Yankees? I know you're a gigantic Mets fan. Yeah, no, absolutely, and thanks for having me yeah, this morning. Pleasure. I feel honored to be the first fan. Yeah. <laughs> so um, my dad was a Brooklyn Dodger fan. Right. And when your dad's a Brooklyn Dodger fan, the Brooklyn having left, I became a National League fan, and the Giants having left, and I became a Met fan. It was pretty automatic. I was a, I was a diehard Willie Mays fan. So oh, I, wow, I was, yep. I was on the other side. Once I got a, a start off with you, I know you had, you know, Darryl's a close friend of yours. Yes. Uh, tell me the story about his 83 rookie years that was stolen. How did you get it back to him? Yeah, so I am a pretty big Met collector of memorabilia. I have some stuff uh, down that I loaned into right. the uh, museum downstairs. And I had bought Daryl's uh, Rookie of the Year award at auction from, I believe it was Sotheby's. And so I had it on my wall, and we had hired uh, Daryl through Steiner Sports a few years back to uh, do, we had a big holiday party for my cleaning company. So we had about 1,000 people there, and Daryl signing an autograph, and I think John Starks is sitting next to him. Right. And my friend, uh, Mike Bibon, who's there, says, hey, Daryl, Gary owns your Rookie of the Year award. So Daryl doesn't know me. He knows me as the guy that hired him to do the, uh, the show, right. the, the party. And so he stands up and towers over me in the way that Daryl does yeah. and says, where'd you get that? That was stolen from my mother's house. Really? really? <laughs> so what did you say to that? I said, I bought it at auction. Yeah. And he said, well, I'd like to buy that from you. And I'm a Met fan, and I'm a, I think I'm a good person. And I said instinctively, that doesn't belong to me. It belongs to you. I can't make you pay for right. that. I'm going to give it to you. So we exchanged calls over the next couple months, and I was at Shea Stadium at the time with my company, and he came by, and I handed it to him, and he looked me in the eye, and he's like, look, everybody always wants something from me. Like, you're, you're giving this to me from your heart. Whenever you need me, I'm there for you to help you with business. Personally, you let me know. And it's That's a, how the friendship started. Yeah, it's how it started, and he helped pitch the cleaning contract for the Mets, and and he helped us get that, and he's helped me with so many other things. It's been a blessing. If this works, I think a special friend wanted to say hello to you right now. If we can make this work by phone. Mr. Strawberry. Yes. Say hello to a friend of yours, Mr. Green. Where is he? <laughs> right here. Hey. What's up? <laughs> what are you doing? Good. I'm sitting here with Jay at City Field. Oh, yeah? Okay. Because, because I'm a baseball guy, I'm a, and I know you and and our relationship, and uh, it's all good stuff. I get to I get to brag about our relationship and what a great guy you are. Yeah, we talked about how we returned your trophy, to your Rookie of the Year award to you. <laughs> well, 
Like Gary like was saying, not many people would give it back to you without asking for something in return. I know, I know. He not only gave me that, he gave me the other trophy too, but the um, home run trophy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good man. You know, he's a good man. And uh, we just want, I just wanted to say, maybe we should say hello to him. Uh, I know you got a plane to catch. I just want to, not to keep you. And listen, be safe and I hope to see you soon. Well, I got a few minutes if you need me. Yeah, just tell me, what did you like about, you know, I mean, <laughs> I know you came to the Munson Award. Gary does a lot of great work with kids. And you, you gave, you introduced him there. What, what made you want to do that, Straw? Well, not even that. I mean, I just think, you know, the, you know he's crazy good. You know, we, we get to have really good, crazy fun, you know. And, you know, he does a lot of good things, you know. And down in Omaha, where his team is, I've been down there with him a few times, and we were able to do some really good stuff. And I just, I, I love that about him, that, you know, he's, he steps outside of, you know, what everybody thinks he should be, but he's, he's different, you know, compared to a lot of other people. And, and he loves to give back. And, and that, those kind of things are, you know, what's important to me and very attractive uh, when you see somebody like that. And that's what Gary does, you know. He do so many wonderful things, you know, to make a difference in other people's lives. Gary, I know what cancer research is close to your heart, and Daryl's a two-time survivor. You know, talk about your work. I know you've done with cancer research at Ronald McDonald House, and I know Daryl's really involved in, you know, pancreatic cancer stuff like that. Well, my, my mom's a uh, cancer survivor, and, you know, I know that if you live long enough, you end up with cancer. It's just the way it is, so I can't think of a better cause to work towards. And when it comes to the Ronald McDonald House, you know, to help out the families who are here in New York and their, their children are going through the hardcore cancer treatment and to bring them to City Field to give them a day off, it, it's, it's my most gratifying game of the year and day of the year when I'm able to do that. And it hasn't happened because of COVID the past couple of years, but we're looking to get back on track for that. Dal, speak about what you've done with cancer, two-time survivor, you do a lot of stuff about protection and prevention, you know, what you're feeling about? Early prevention, you know, I've done a lot of things, but it's so funny, you know, that the fact, you know, I remember Gary doing it with the Ronald McDonald House, and I did stuff when I was trying to match in my days with the Ronald McDonald House, so, and, you know, here it is, many years later, you know, me and him become friends, and he's involved with that, and he does that, that's it. You know, bring some to the ball game, which is really cool. And I, 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 like I said, I, I've done a lot of work with cancer, uh, cancer research in different organizations. You know, because my mother died at the age of 55, my sister died at the age of 51, and I had cancer twice and lost my left kidney in my second surgery. So it's near and dear to my heart uh, to always stay involved. And in, you know, but today it's not about me. Today it's about Gary. What he's doing, you know, and that's what's important. I mean, you know, to have a friend like him, you know, um, I can't even describe it, you know, because he's just really, he's just real, you know, and, and, and he believes in giving back, and, and that's so, so dear to my heart, and to be able to give back, you know, for cancer and all the, these other different organizations. Through you, good man, I'll let you go. Be safe, take your plane. All right. Good. Good luck. Okay. All right. Thanks, Draw. I'll speak to you later. All right. Travel safe.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <laughs> so, when did you become uh, a bonafide Met fan? What's your first memory of first m- First memory was uh, losing the World Series in 1973. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think, I think they, uh, they pitched Seaver on short rest. They should yeah. have saved them for the seventh game, and we lost to the Oakland A's. I remember uh, I, that was my first memory as a Met fan. A lot of the guys always say that, uh, you know, no reflection on a Yogi, that if Gil was alive, it might have been a different I've thing. read that. Yeah, yeah. I've read that. And so did you, uh, 86, you were, you were older? Was, you were back in your 20s, right? Yeah, yeah, I came back from University of Vermont in the heart of New England yeah, yeah. and went to game six and was in the upper deck. And, you know, my father took us and, he was notorious for leaving games early to beat the traffic, and for some reason that game he decided to stay. Otherwise, it would probably be the biggest regret he ever had I'm, to I'm leave. I'm glad you did, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, tell me, how did you, you get involved? You know, you own three my teams in, in Montgomery, Richmond, and Omaha. How did you get involved with that? Sure, well, my partner and I, Larry Botel, were sitting around one day, and we have our day jobs. He's in real estate, and I own, I own the building services company. And just said in passing, you know, I'd like to own a minor league team or two uh, one day. Uh, ultimately a major league team, but a minor league team. And so we just hired a broker and started looking at everything in the eastern half of the U.S. And we went from Asheville to Memphis to Staten Island. And we ended up in a team in Norwich, Connecticut uh, and partnered with Lou DiBella, the boxing promoter. Right. Um, and the team wasn't doing well in Norwich. And we moved the team to Richmond, Virginia. And within a year, we were named Richmonders of the Year. We brought baseball back to Richmond because right. the Braves had stolen baseball from Richmond the year before. Right, right, right. And we, went, we were double A, and Richmond was triple A, I mean, with, with the Braves. And so that was the start, and we loved it so much. We hired the broker to find us another deal. He found us another deal within a month that was in Omaha. And I didn't know where Omaha was, but I knew that if I was interested, I could meet with Warren Buffett. And the, the businessman in my head said, people pay $3 million for that meeting, so I'm gonna take the meeting. So I met with Mr. Buffett. I was all ready to negotiate with the, you know, the greatest capitalist of our generation. I had my facts and figures. I sat down on his couch, and we talked baseball for an hour and a half and nothing about the deal. And at the end of it, he stood up, shook out, put out his hand and said, I'll sell the team to you. And it was that moment I realized that that wasn't a business meeting, that was a baseball test to see my knowledge and love for the game that I passed. Because he didn't want to move the team out of Omaha, right? And that's what I really no. no, he owned the team because the team was playing at Rosenblatt Stadium where the College World right, Series right. is. Rosenblatt was falling apart, and he knew the Omaha would, le- would lose the College World Series unless there was a tenant day in and day I out to you, help take you, care of you. it. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, Baseball America, how did, how did that happen? Sure. So uh, February 2017, we closed on Baseball America. Um, I, th- I don't think it would be around anymore if we didn't buy it because we very quickly had to change it from a print publication to more of a digital uh, platform. And we've been able to do that. And the same headwinds that baseball has as far as fans getting older and trying to become younger, 
we have the same thing and we've been doing that through social media and through our digital platform and we have the best in class editorial when we lose journalists we lose them to major league teams not to other publications so we're we're, we're doing great with that we're independent from MLB but MLB loves us and you you and you branched off before you produced it think ESPN with Doc and Darrell yes yeah, so, um, so the Doc and Daryl story, uh, Radical Media approached me. I had a family member there, and they said, look, we've been trying to put this 30 for 30 together for over a dozen years. Uh, you know these guys. Can you put it together? So I went to Doc, and I went to Daryl, and I said, hey, I know these guys. They will tell the story the right way, and they trusted me enough to allow me to put that together, and I work with Judd Apatow, who you know, is a famous uh, producer, sure, sure. and... We worked towards doing it, and we put together a great, great piece. Although the four-part uh, piece on ESPN that came out a few years later, uh, I think I might like that one a little bit more. Well, it was, it was different. You know, when I you were in that one, I was in that one. Yeah. I mean, I said, look, I better not tell my story how I, I was in it. <laughs> Let me just stay with Doc and Daryl. You sure. know them differently than other guys. And the thing I get, I've been with the Mets for 42 years. I was really talking about the two guys. See, well. They should have been Hall of Famers, both of them. Maybe not be true, but you know what? What both of them are doing now, don't you think it's even better to get in the Hall of Fame? I mean, Daryl's traveling around the country, you know, speaking to kids about drugs, doctors doing this thing with high school. In your own way, isn't it that it's maybe a different kind of fame than what they could have been? Absolutely. I think at a certain point, you have to, if you're going to have a healthy and happy life, you got to come to peace right. with with the past. <clears throat> and for Daryl, uh, I don't think he would have had it any other way. I don't think 500 home runs or the Hall of Fame right. means anything compared to saving lives and making a difference. And I sat with him in a, in a penitentiary about three months ago with, with uh, some con you know, a con I know, convicts in, um, in Omaha. And you could hear a pin drop. And they, some of them had tears in their eyes. Daryl coming to visit them was probably the highlight of their year and each of them just seemed to pull something from it and I you know shook their hands and and it was amazing and then you know taking him to meet college kids and and taking him to a recovery service where it was all addicts in recovery and seeing what he could do it's to him it's much more powerful than a spot in the Hall of Fame I he was on our all 40-year team and I actually went down to prison interviewed him there too but yeah I'm so proud of these guys maybe I'm pretty you know that you know, I'm just kind of tired of this shit, but they got to know, know what they're doing now. You know them. Like, I was so impressed when I was the much to do with Daryl came to, to present you. I mean, a, a lot of guys, well, how much did it cost it, me to go there? You know, I mean, it's just what kind of guy no, you're No, never. Friend. Never for him. You yeah. Know. Not with me. No. Yeah, you know, you know yeah. it's, it's a good friendship. Is there any particular guys, other guys you're close to through the years, Gary? Is it, you know, I, um, I lived up the block from Tug McGraw. Right. And that was my first brush with closeness and greatness right. with the Mets. And I remember going with his wife and his kids to the game and waiting outside the locker room at Shea Stadium. Right. And that was such a thrill. So I think Tug, is, Tug and Daryl are probably my two favorite Mets of all time. I got to know him a little bit before he passed. You know, I mean, he would, he would have fit right in with the 86 Mets, don't you think? I oh, mean, I, didn't, I never thought of that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, he yeah. would. He would now, with all your traveling around, you still manage to get here twenty twenty five k. Yeah, we have a we have a suite here, and uh, my cleaning company, Alliance Building Services, does all the right. the janitorial here. So I'm at about twenty five games a year, and sometimes I'll show up in the third or fourth inning. Sometimes I'll leave in the sixth inning, but 
Uh, I always make it a point to try to be here as much as possible. How, now, how do you balance out all your travel with your minor league teams, Baseball America, the Mets thing here? I mean, you portion of each you know, couple of days here or there? Or I'm like, really focused in Omaha. I travel to Montgomery and Richmond a little bit, but I'm really focused on Omaha for the baseball team and the soccer team and really being here with the Mets. And the toughest part to balance is now I have, I have three kids and I have a new 16-month-old. Right. And being home for her is really important. So that's the toughest thing. And then we were talking before, you were part of the Billy Joel film in the last day. And that had a big, big thrill for you, right? Last Play at Shea. Yeah, yeah, that was, I just watched that last month. It's a, what a great documentary, the way it weaves in Mets history and New York history and Billy Joel history. It's really well done. I know you have a, a little bit of relationship with Mr. Cohn, with Steve Cohn. What are your thoughts on... He, you know, I, I, I met him once at his house last year when we had that charity event. Right, right. And, um, you know, amazing art collection. His wife, Alex, is amazing. And what a great energy to come through with ownership and just take over and such a positive influence. And he's from Great Neck. I'm from Great Neck. But really, I've only met once. I'd love to get to know him better. But, I mean, you got to feel like it's a long time to serve the team. The team is going in the right way. Everything is going in the right way. Absolutely. Team's going the right way. He cares. He cares about winning. Gary, so how did you come to clean, you know, your company clean the Empire State Building, Yankee Stadium, and here? And really, Darrow really was a big player in, 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 in the beginning. And, yes, yes. We were pitching. We were 15 companies pitching um, the Mets. And uh, Fred Wilpon knows my dad and was able to uh, arrange the meeting. And he said, look, you're one of 15 companies, do your best. And we were the first one to pitch it. And we ended up um, with no stadium experience landing in 2009, the Mets and the Yankees. Now we just, we're focused on the Mets. We're, we're cleaning for the Mets. And, and I know in um, the, your company was involved after the 9-11 attacks, did a lot of good stuff around the city. Yes. Tell me about that. Bro. Yeah, no, that was an important time for us. And, and we, the security, we felt like we were really protecting New York at the time. Uh, you'll remember that nobody knew if there was going to be another shooter drop with, uh, with a terrorist attack. Right, right. And so we felt like we were part of the reason why New York kept safe. We cleaned up downtown. It was not an easy cleanup, and you know, there was just so much debris and, and human loss of life and what our cleaners had to go through and security people need to go through. I'm really most proud of that, uh, that time in New York, and when I go down to the 9-11 Museum, and you know, combine that with being here at Shea for the Piazza home run. I yeah. definitely get chills even you talking were there about that it. Night? Yeah, I was there that night. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right. Yeah. So I'm sitting in a press box, you know, and I, when Mike came up in the eighth inning, I said to a couple of my, I said, I'm not, I didn't particularly do a home run, but you knew something special was going to happen, you know, and for the first time, I was, you know, I've been here 42 years. Wow. We had, an, a, a, we had a ring, uh, all-star games, but for me, being a part of that 2001 team was just something special, you know, I mean, because we gave back, like your company did, we gave back to the city that night, you know, yes. and, and uh, it's just at home, the visits at Ground Zero, and uh, so what did you think would it be when Mike hit the home run? I mean, uh, didn't everybody just elevate off yeah. the ground? Yeah. I mean, it was incredible, 
And and that was going to a game. That was the first gathering. And again, you you didn't feel secure because you didn't know what yeah. else, what other terrorism had been planned. And you know, the concert for 9/11 in Madison Square Garden right. was right around the same time. That was incredible. And just being in a public place and surviving it, just you, I don't know. It was hard to not think about catastrophe. Yeah, I mean, and uh, and the Yankee. How did you wind up in Yankee Stadium too? At the same way. We pitched it both at the same time, and a, and a great story is. Um, the Mets said, hey, we want you to be our company, and even though you've never cleaned the stadium before. And then we didn't hear from the Yankees for like a month. So uh, my partner, Michael Rodriguez, gets a call from the Yankees, and they say, you know, we'd like you to come in, and we'd like you to do our cleaning contract. And Michael says, hey, just want you to know that we're cleaning for the Mets too. And they, you know, they, they said, it's either going to be us or the Mets. And we said, "Look, we're Mets fans. We're gonna do. We're gonna clean for the Mets." Good and so they uh, they folded. They folded. We came in. Uh, they said, "How are you gonna clean both stadiums?" I said, "I think they're both about 12 or 10 or 12 or 15 miles from each other. There's 10 overlapping dates the first season, and we're gonna get it done." So we ended up cleaning for them and cleaning for the Mets. And ultimately, we had to make a choice because it was too much, and we stayed with the Mets, obviously. I hear we have a mutual friend, Omar Manaya. Yes, yes, yeah. I love Omar. He's a good, got a big heart, good, good, good man. I mean, he's. I just spoke to him this morning. His son's on his way to an a NBA tryout camp. To uh, Omar's you know, a good baseball guy. He, he's uh, yes, he is. is a, how did you, how did you first come in contact with Omar? I met him just having a suite at City Field and having a, a partner like Michael. Just he gets he meets everybody. Yes. So Omar has come by the suite so many times yeah. and. Uh, He's he's a base he's a true baseball treasure, and he's he got really a big is. heart too. Huge heart, he's, yeah. He, he, he and loves he, people, yeah. And you know, you know what I like about Omar when he was a GM here. I mean, he 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 went around the office. He said hello to the secretaries. I mean, he was a people person, you know. A local guy from Queens he used to sneak in here and Shea Stadium to watch the games. <laughs> yeah. But but Gary, I appreciate. Listen, I, I this is great. You know, I just wanted to. Do something different with a bona fide Met fan and baseball aficionado, and hope you enjoyed it. Which best of luck in uh, hopefully we get another World Championship this year. Absolutely, it's going to happen at City Field one of these years. Why I, not I this year? I hope so, Gary. Yeah. Thanks for coming. I yeah, thank you very Thanks, much. Gary. I appreciate your time.